All right, hey, SCBC, thanks for joining us. We have two awesome people for our very first episode of SCBC Podcast. On the top left here, you have Pastor Jordan Scott, our executive pastor. Paul, thank you so much for inviting me on your show. Oh, my show, that sounds like pretty hardcore, but it's going to be nice and simple and fluid here. But we also have our director of worship arts, Jason Oldham. What's going on? It's glad to be here. This is going to be fun. Oh, yeah, I think it will be fun. I hope it'll be fun. I hope people actually listen and care about what we say here. <laughs> but um, as we move forward, I just thought we would give our church family, we haven't seen them face to face for a very long time. I've been doing these devotionals, but that's just me speaking into a camera. I thought it would be nice if we can chat and give our people a little bit of an inside look on how church looks like at the office or even in our own individual homes and how we do the live streaming and all that stuff. So people, you'll be here, you'll be hearing some behind the story or behind the scenes stories and stuff like that today. So I hope that is engaging for you and that's interesting. And, um, you know, you'll hear about how, what you can pray for as well. So thanks for joining us today for this first episode. I um, just wanted to start with a basic question, but an important question that I bet a lot of our church people are curious about. Um, I think they want to know how you guys are doing and how your families are doing. So Jason, you want to go first? How, how are you and your, your family? How are, the, how are you guys doing? Yeah. Yeah. I think we're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. It's obviously, uh, we, there's six of us at home, uh, things, even in a beautiful big house that we live in, there still can be, uh, times where we feel cooped up times where we feel a little stir crazy times where we get on each other's nerves, but all in all, uh, God is good. Um, I have an amazing wife who's, who's just so good at loving our kids and understanding them. And, uh, and my kids, uh, thankfully are, uh, pretty respectable and, and we're all learning how to do this together, but all in all, uh, you know, thanking God for the beautiful weather that we can get outside and go for bike rides and just find that sanity time. So yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I'm glad you guys are doing well. You got a pretty big family there. So uh, I'm sure it's a very different dynamic than some of us who don't have that huge family at home. All hands on deck, <laughs> many areas of life. You got it. Yeah, that's cool. And Jordan, how are you? How are you and Christiane doing? Yeah. So uh, as I mentioned in my uh, sermon, uh, she has been my coworker, manager, boss, CEO uh, for the last six weeks. So um, working with her has definitely added a new dynamic to our relationship. Um, but it has been fun uh, to be able to kind of see her and her work element and uh, working a little bit more remotely with her. Although at times, especially over Zoom, we've had to fight over the internet. Uh, so we did make an emergency internet purchase to try to, you know, get some better internet. Um, but, uh, no, we're doing well. Uh, it's been, uh, it's been a good opportunity for us, uh, just to be able to spend more time together, uh, even under the current circumstances. And then for us, uh, we've just been trying to make it a point of going for walks, uh, weekly as much as possible, just to make sure that we are getting out of our downtown Tawasson condo. Uh, so, um, it's, we're doing well, we're doing well. Yeah. You guys had, I guess, birthdays and stuff throughout this kind of isolation mode too, right? Does that make it a lot more different for you guys or is that same old, same old? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, uh, I'm a pretty easygoing person when it comes to my birthday. <laughs> I don't have huge expectations. I guess the way I frame that would imply that maybe my wife does have expectations, but, um, you know, thankfully Amazon has been doing a great job getting, uh, things, you know, to you within a couple of days, maybe a week tops. So, uh, no, we were still able to celebrate both of our birthdays in April and, uh, both were, you know, fun celebrations, uh, you know, 
other than not being able to necessarily see a lot of family other than over zoom, uh, it was probably the only real big difference. Yeah. Well, that's good. Shout out to uh, David Roper and all those folks at Amazon working hard to keep our events lively and exciting. That's good. Um, and I, kind of, I think of the other things that people wanted to hear about is um, how this has impacted our services. Like I know a lot of people are tracking with the online services. We see hundreds of people per week joining us, not just from our church, but from all over the world, really. Like we have like so many countries and our missionaries are joining us for it too, which is very cool. Um, but Jason, can you give us kind of the behind the scenes look at how, how it's been for you and your team to shift from you know, our live services on Sunday mornings to now we're, we're doing recorded live stream services. So how has that shift been for you? Uh, yeah, kind of a mix of, of um, well, for me personally, uh, there's a whole lot to talk about when you kind of make this shift. There's, there's all the technical stuff that we have had to like figure out in a very short period of time, very short period of time. Um, and so there's the learning that comes with that, um, from everything from like, uh, what looks good on video to what sounds good on audio. And, and there's a whole lot of, um, forgiveness when, when you're in a live service and people are singing and whatever, but as soon as you record onto microphones and have to kind of put it out there, you have to figure out a way to get it to, to sound as best as possible. So there's all of that. Um, I think there's the, there's also the c connectivity part uh, that has been the hardest. And I, we, Paul, you and I have talked about it from the stage and to each other. Um, it's just, and even Jordan, yesterday, you were kind of sharing your, your frustrations with just speaking into a camera and not having people like, like this is what the church is. And so there's, it's hard and we're making do with it. We're, we're doing the best we can with it. We're learning to get better at it, but that lack of connectivity, that lack of a community that we feel and know on a Sunday morning, you can never replace that. So kudos to, to the church. I got to say this uh, for your encouraging words. Uh, I've received lots of encouragement to, to how we're getting by with this online um, thing. Um, but I mean, I know we're all longing just to be together. And so Lord willing, that'll come sooner than later. But if we have to do this for a while, uh, we've committed to do this as creatively as possible, as interactively as possible, as tangible as possible. So making people feel like the experience is there. Um, but yeah, I I've enjoyed it. Um, I've enjoyed uh, learning the technical side. I've enjoyed trying to figure out how to be a better musician. Uh, because you have to clean your, your, your habits up, um, to do that. So there's all of that. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm glad you're saying that it's been a lot of fun. Cause I know it's been a lot of work for you and your whole team. So I just got to give a public shout out to not only Jason here, but people like people on our staff, our, our worship team volunteers, they've been working so hard. And just to give you an inside look, like this takes hours and hours to set up the stage hours and hours to do all the connections for all the techie stuff that we need and then to edit the videos to edit the sound it takes multiple people multiple hours per week just to produce one service um, so it is a lot of work and a lot of learning like you said we don't come with these um, expertise we had to learn how to learn on the uh, learn new technologies and new skill sets on the fly so i thought I thought your team did a great job in the, from the get-go, just learning new stuff. And I know for a fact, many people are appreciating it. So huge thank you for, for Jason and the team. Um, yeah. I think they don't get credit enough. I can't, I can't, uh, I mean, I, I'm learning this and that's great and, and whatever, and I'm working away at it, but like there is a crew of people that have been there long before 
we did online services that have have bent over backwards. So I thank God for these people that not only that they have the skills and that they're learning, but that God has given them the desire to serve in this way. It's it's pretty special. So. Yeah. And all of you guys are doing it with great joy and not even settling. Like uh, you guys, if you watched the service on this Sunday, um, you would have seen that the whole stage looks different. There's new setup and new decor. I mean, we could have settled and decided, you know what, we'll just keep the same setup until we're, we're back live on Sundays. But knowing that this would be a little bit more, we'll, we'll be in this at least for a couple more months, it sounds like. So we wanted to make sure that we keep the fresh and Jason and the team like spent hours and hours designing that, putting that together. And now it's harder because we can't just call the volunteers, all of our church to come and help because we're trying to be socially distant and, and respect the safety regulations and guidelines. So we do it with fewer people. It takes a lot more time. Uh, heavy lifting is done by just a, a few people. So thank you for doing that so faithfully. And, you know, Jordan, I know that this hasn't just impacted our Sunday mornings, which people see, right? Like they, they witness the the product or, or, or the experience because they, they join us for the live stream services. But then on a regular church basis, church office wise, we had to pivot hugely when this first started. So can you give us an inside look on what that looked like for our staff to shift from working on site to working from home and, and for the rest of the church? How, do, how did that look? Yeah, uh, I mean, I imagine similar to other organizations or companies or people in um, similar kind of office work environments, the first couple of weeks was uh, trying to adapt and change did require a pivot. Uh, our, our, I think our staff did a great job being flexible flexible and adapting. Uh, you know, we made the decision early on to shift to working remotely. And so getting people set up with zoom, uh, I think one of the, the key staff members that, um, we were thinking through might be a struggle to get working remotely was Sonia Dobson, our director of finance, just because of her role and the use of a, a heavy duty printer, like a little home printer wouldn't really work for her job. Mm -hmm. However, our, uh, the company that we used to lease a printer was very kind enough, uh, free of charge to set us up with a medium sized printer to deliver it to Sonia's home and to set it up in her house. I wish I could show a picture right now, but, um, she's got a medium sized heavy duty printer in her house for working remotely. So once we had some of those systems in place, we were then able to establish new rhythms and patterns for working remotely. Uh, that being said, it's not ideal. Uh, I think that, um, you know, we do our weekly staff meetings, which is a great time for us to connect as a staff, uh, to pray for one another, to pray for the church, to touch base, uh, to work through Bible studies, um, which is good, but not having that interaction in a day-to-day -day setting, it's been difficult. Uh, similar to what Jason was mentioning with Sunday mornings, it's that co connectivity. Uh, I know that um, for some of us on staff who've been helping with the white recordings of Bermans and the service, we've had an opportunity to kind of connect as staff. Um, since we've been shut down, we've been doing some of our 60th anniversary upgrades to the C-Wing. So the carpet's been going in, which has been kind of nice to do during the season. I put out an email to staff asking if we could get a couple of volunteers to help with some demo work on a Saturday afternoon. And it was remarkable. I had about seven or eight people on staff saying, yes, I'm ready to come down. We'll maintain social distancing. And I just thought it was funny, but it demonstrates that even in a staff setting, you know, people want to see each other in more of a, uh, a real time setting. Um, so I think that's been difficult, but the staff's been doing a great job uh, moving forward and moving ministry forward. 
Yeah, I got, I got to give a shout out to um, obviously Pastor Jordan's done a great job leading the team in that sense, but also our, our, our children's department um, with Sue Gibson and Megan and, and Caitlin and others as well. And, you know, Brian Griffin taking um, on the uh, virtually flipped for our preteens and, and we got uh, gap stuff with um, Bowen and Hannah, but also James and he's been releasing videos on Instagram and Facebook and those have been fantastic. I heard the youth have been really enjoying the digital Bible studies over Zoom and they've been taking advantage of technology. Like all these people who have helped us pivot as a church and stay connected um, and learn new ways of doing church. I, I think our, our team did a great job from the beginning, but now that it's sustained for quite a while now, I'm, I'm also very thankful for our staff. Our staff have been so good. Their, their attitude and posture in this, just spiritually even, have been very, very mature and very good. And I, I'm thankful for our team here. Can my uh, can my shout out turn into uh, receiving a hat? I, I feel left out here. Yeah, you do. <laughs> there you go. We'll get you. Uh, what, what kind of hat would fit Pastor Jordan? I guess we can have a poll online. Uh, I don't know. You you have that Blue Jays hat. That's pretty cool. I could oh. just. But but here's here's the secret for everyone who doesn't know Pastor Jordan personally too well. Um, he's actually a pretend sports fan where he researches just enough to be able to engage in conversations with Pastor Rick and Pastor Paul Johnson way back in the days. So every baseball player was what was it Ramirez or Martinez? Yeah, if I had to talk about the MLB, sure. Yeah, Major League Baseball. Booyah! <laughs> Look at that. No, I'm sure a lot of people are missing sports as well. And uh, normal, you know, TV has been kind of lost. Uh, a lot of people are probably replacing that with either Netflix or Disney Plus or whatnot. But yeah, life has changed. Jordan, you touched on how challenging it's been even for us and staff just for the, the factor of not being able to see people and interact in person. That has been tough. And, but then what are, what are some of the things that you guys have seen in your own personal lives that has been a good thing? Like what, what kind of spiritually speaking, what good um, results have you been seeing in your own life? Uh, Jordan, do you want to go first there? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think for me, you know, one of the big things, uh, and I've mentioned this a couple of times to a few different people is, is uh, you know, I'm a big planner. Um, and there's a few different reasons that, uh, I like a plan. I think it allows me to feel like I'm maximizing my time, uh, gives me probably a, a sense of control uh, in terms of what's on the horizon, whether that's in a, you know, my own personal life or even in a, a context of work. Uh, so to be in a season where it's actually really hard to put a firm plan in place, uh, I found myself just naturally leaning more into God. Um, it's not to suggest that that's not, you know, my normal orientation, uh, but I've just found that, uh, especially even just starting my day, not necessarily knowing, you know, what next week even looks like has pushed me more into a reliance on God. Uh, I decided to, for my morning devotionals to start going through Proverbs. Mm. I found it hugely beneficial to me, uh, especially during this season where really it's just leaning into God's word and allowing that to minister to me and to go before God and say, Hey God, you know, I'm a planner. And so this is attention for me and just releasing that to him in this season. So I think personally, it's been, uh, great to lean more into God and to see my relationship with God flourish in an area that probably without this kind of a season of life wouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. How about you, Jason? 
Yeah, I, I mean, the same theme. I think everyone's kind of probably feeling this sense of, of just in a pandemic, in a time of um, even trauma in the world that we're all experiencing, um, this kind of greater focus, greater dependency, greater kind of leaning on on God um, to, to just help. And I've been thinking about this concept because, you know, lots of people, you know, apparently um, there's lots more Bible sales right now. Apparently a lot of people are checking out church online um, because they're just keenly interested in what Christians have to say about this pandemic. And, you know, part of me doesn't like the fact that, that people are maybe using God as a crutch in this time, but part of me goes, you know what? I think God's okay being a crutch for people if that is a step for people to know him to be a, a greater than just that. So, I mean, I, uh, I try to go through the Psalms at least once a year. And so this was the season that I was already just starting out and this, this whole thing happened. And so I've just been finding the, the real, um, yeah, the real emotional aspect of the Psalms, the crying out to God, the highs, the lows, the joys, the hardships uh, have been really good. Um, so I think I'm at like 116, Psalm 116. I go through slowly and, and whatever through this and, um, but I've just found them refreshing and, uh, I found them good for my soul. I found myself asking similar questions to the Psalmist, whether it's David or others and, and having either no answers and that's okay. We'll figure that out. It's the longing. It's that place of lament and also finding some answers that God is good and he's, he's showing himself to be good. And, um, and then, and then receiving from, we've been talking a lot about joy recently with, with our sermon series, but receiving from the Holy spirit, the gifts that God wants to pour into us, the, the gifts of the spirit and uh, having joy, catching myself when I'm too quick to anger and having that patience that God wants to fill us with and seeing it happen in real time. Because I mean, when, when we're in these tense situations, um, yeah, we are, those, those uh, reactions happen pretty quick and, uh, and to, to, to rely on the Holy Spirit to give us those steady uh, godly attributes through this has been, um, I know it happens always in life, hopefully, uh, but, but certainly I've been more aware of, of that kind of influence of the Holy Spirit and, and wanting it more. So we'll just keep mm -hmm. asking God to help us out. So yeah, amen. I mean, church family, there you go. Pastor Jordan and Jason going through Proverbs and Psalms. So I hope um, everyone is going through something uh, from the Bible and just keeping ourselves grounded in the Word of God. I'm, I've been going through um, Joseph's life in Genesis chapters 37 through 50 for the morning devotionals, um, do one or two a week. And hopefully people have been tracking and being, being been encouraged um, by following the life of Joseph. I mean, that's a turbulent life. Everywhere you turn into the Bible, right? People go through crises of their own. And it's a story of how God is faithful despite all the chaos around us. So thanks for the encouraging words, both of you, on finding kind of the light of hope in God and then finding that to be a, a source of strength and hope for you guys. And that's cool. Um, one thing, though, I think we need to learn as a church is that we can be vulnerable, that if you struggle right now because of the pandemic, isolation, economic um, challenges, impact, whatever the case is, if you're struggling, that's okay. I've been trying to 
coach our, our church through phone calls, emails, texts, um, saying that, you know, that's okay. If you, if you struggle, reach out to God and pray, but also reach out to his people for help. That's the way that God wanted us to be in community anyways. But um, Jason, Jordan, what, what are you guys thinking? What are some challenges that you guys face personally, like through all of this? Um, what are some of the difficult things? And let's exemplify this. What are things that our church people can be praying for you about just personally on a personal level? Jordan, can you kickstart this for us? Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, um, I think for me it's, and I know that this is probably going to be one of the top things for most people is the connectivity, uh, seeing people in real time. You know, it's been during this season, I found that, uh, I've been trying to make it a point to call people in the church and to engage with people on a weekly basis, just because we don't have that corporate gathering on Sundays where typically we would be able to have that connection point. Um, and I found that, uh, while that's been fantastic and has provided me an opportunity to just really have bigger conversations with people. On the other hand, I do miss a lot of people. Uh, I mean, there's only so much time in a week to even make phone calls. Uh, there are some people I was saying this just to my wife the other day. Uh, you know, we, we all like to sit in very specific areas in the sanctuary, which is great. And so usually, you, you know, in your kind of pod in the, in your pews, you'll see specific people, especially during that 60 second greeting. I was saying to Christiane, there are some people that I would normally see in my pod weekly that I haven't seen for two months and it just feels really weird. Mm -hmm. uh, and I miss people. And I, so I think that's probably the, the biggest tension point. Uh, from a church setting. And then in, you know, my own personal life, uh, my parents, uh, it's just primarily been over zoom this past mother's day. I dropped off some hanging baskets at, at my parents' condo door. Wow. And, uh, that's the closest that I've gotten to seeing my parents. So I think that's, uh, that, that connectivity, the, the physical connections that we have, I think that's probably the, still the struggle for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So church family, pray for Pastor Jordan, um, that he would feel still encouraged and connected through this time. And his wife, Christiane, as well. This must be tough. This Christiane and Jordan, I respect them highly because of how they love their family and how they're so good to their family. They're very, um, I guess, good servants, even at home um, in their family setting. So this must be especially hard for you guys who, who have always um, treated family as, as a very important part of your life. Um, Jason, how about you? What are some struggles that, um, you guys are facing there? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, it's probably a very similar, um, sentiment to, to George. Um, I think as far as like the job, the actual, um, you know, my role, um, I think I struggle with what I, what I had planned and hoped for pre-COVID with just developing people and, and just thinking about dreaming about the, you know, kind of my role as worship arts director and pouring into people uh, in sort of tangible ways and planning and, and looking ahead and having that to basically just everything be put on pause to kind of have to switch gears and, and spend a, a lot of time learning new things and, and whatever. And all of that's been fine. We, we go with the flow. The hard part, the connectivity piece to this is when specifically, specifically, I would say the hardest part, and this is where I would love for people to pray for me is, um, you know, when you, when you are leading worship in a recording setting, knowing that people will be 
hopefully following on a, on a Sunday in a stream, but in that moment, um, really desiring to connect with God in a real way, mm-hmm. but there's so much more going through your head. Now that I know what needs to happen afterwards with editing and whatever, there's literally, there's so much going on in my head that I'm finding it harder to just be in that moment and, and give God the glory. And this is a real thing, even, even on a Sunday when you've got so much going on. Uh, I know with preaching and, and all of the elements on a Sunday, you want it to be a very authentic, real, sincere experience that you are singing to Jesus and people are singing to Jesus. Um, but now you've added that other component there. And it, yeah, so that's that place I would love for to get to this point where we feel, even if this goes on for quite a while to get to this point where we feel comfortable doing it. And I know there's lots of people that do this, so they get comfortable doing it, but get comfortable doing it so that you don't feel like behind the ball all the time. And you're, you're thinking about too much. You just want to be focused on God. And uh, so that would be a huge thing to, to, to be in that moment. And I've had moments of it for sure. Like, it's not like it's non-existent. Um, like you, you really have these moments where you, you, you feel like, you know, this is coming directly from me to God and God's being praised, but you just sort of hope the whole thing, you know, the whole thing is going to be a, a pleasing aroma to God. Um, but there's that in that moment thing where it's just, yeah, it's, it's difficult. So, um, maybe on a home front, um, I would say scheduling now is, is um, we're trying to keep a pretty standard schedule, but uh, it does get thrown off a little bit, a week to week, depending on how and how much more needs to be done uh, on an editing side or whatever. So now uh, I find myself uh, working more late into the night trying to refine things. So I just got to make sure that um, if I do that, I balance it out to make sure my kids know that dad hasn't been like checked out all of COVID. Where's my dad? Right. Or, or my wife's going, okay. Like, uh, so th- those things. And I think that's constantly, we just need to be really, really diligent. So I hope my wife could say, no, no, Jace has been, he's been around and, and helpful and, and, and the dad that, um, he can and loves to be. So, um, and I do like you talk about sports and activities, uh, man, I spent, um, I spent like 11 years coaching my kids in baseball. And, and so that, that, um, friendship of the people in the community who I love my, my, my baseball, you know, coaches, friends and, and the parents and the kids. And so that's gone. That whole side of life is gone and we all miss it. We've all been chatting to one another saying, let's not just ball. It's not just whatever. It's the people and the experience and the, the, you know, four hours on a sunny Saturday where you're out there with your kids enjoying that. Um, and it, it's okay. I think this is good to, to make you check to see if those things were too high a priority in your life. I think we're all kind of going through that where you kind of go, those things are gone now. How did I really feel about those things? And it's allowed to hurt. We miss these things and it's good. I can't wait to get back out there. I can't wait to, you know, go watch my kid play a sport because these are the fun things that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. I was throwing that in there. Yeah, tons of challenges for, I think, everyone. I think if you say there's no challenges or at least no sorrow in your heart for the people who are all hurting and and going through many things, um, I think you'd be lying to yourself to say that you're not feeling that pain or burden. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, church family, pray for Jason and his family, um, just for work balance, but also for the spirit of God to continue to work in Jason as he leads us and his team leads us in worship. Uh, it is tough. Always. We desperately want to stand before God and always be, you know, first and foremost, it's us and God. And when there's no one in the room and it's just uh, recording gear and just a few people from our church, um, it's hard, but at this very same time, that's what we try to do. We try to make sure that this is a time of worship, even though we're not worshiping in real time with you because it's recorded and then live streamed. Um, our, our priority is that this is a worship that we want to give lift up to God and be a pleasing aroma to him. So thanks for doing that sincerely, Jason. Love your heart. Love your heart behind worship. Um, for me personally, it's been I think many leaders in different industries feel the same way. I feel for the political leaders at this time, especially making decisions every time that every day, literally they come out with new decisions or new announcements that can be criticized by everyone. Um, but for me, being a leader, I think typically we want to make decisions. We want to make the best decision we can for the organization. We want to make sure that we're, you know, um, providing leadership. That's where we feel like our job is. And at the same time right now, like, man, there's not much that we can decide on. We can't decide that things will be okay tomorrow. Uh, lots of uncertainty. It makes it challenging, I think, for all of us to make decisions, to make um, make us feel like we're moving forward. Um, I think sometimes um, those days come, but then a lot of times we feel like, man, everything's uncertain. And it's very difficult to live in this mode as a leader, I think. And I'm, I'm not saying church leaders, but just everyone, I think, feels this way. One of the challenges for me personally, though, is I remember hearing my seminary prof, um, one of the guys there, he would always say, hey, Christianity isn't about leadership. We teach leadership for people who are going to become pastors and all that stuff. But ultimately, Christianity is about followership. It's about us in our own walk with God following after Christ faithfully. And if we're doing that well, that's where our leadership will come out of. Our, our source of leadership is actually in our following of Jesus Christ in our own personal walk as well. So I, I'm, I'm trying to live that out right now. Um, so if you can pray for me, just being, being a good follower of Christ and not feeling the burden or the need to be a leader or a hero in this moment to figure things out, to bring our church forward. I mean, I wish I could, but really we ultimately point to Christ. He's our hero. He's our savior. He's the one who will deliver us out of all of this. And uh, we just got to learn to follow and trust and be faithful followers before we could even be good leaders. So that's my prayer. That's my challenge, I think, right now. And personally, I struggle with it day to day. I really wish I could make a good decision that can just help us get out of this. Um, but right now I'm surrendering to God. I'm still considering how I can make best decisions with our team and be wise stewards. Um, but at the very same time, learning to more closely follow Christ and making that a huge priority for us. So, and, and you know what, Paul, you're doing a great job. All right. High five, high five, <laughs> high five. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, so if you're viewing this, if you're hearing this on podcast or whatever stream um, that you're hearing this through um, lots for you to pray for, even on our staff, even for Jordan and me and Jason, just individually and our families, we, we would really appreciate your prayers. I know many of you have been praying and that's been, that's been a, such a big strength for us. So thank you for doing that. Um, we ask you to continue to do that. Um, Jason, Jordan, can you just give us one last uh, word of encouragement for our church family as we sign off here? Jordan, do you want to go first? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think uh, just even similar to um, kind of what God has been 
teaching me during this season and, and my desire to lean more into him is that despite our circumstances that uh, we would continue to lean into God and to rely on him through prayer and through God's word. Uh, I'd just like to read a couple verses from uh, Proverbs chapter four that uh, stuck out to me uh, a few weeks ago when I was going through it. But um, this is Proverbs chapter four, verses 20 to 22. And I think it just highlights the importance for us just to really ground ourselves in the word of God and lean into the word of God. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. My hope and prayer for our church during this season is that we would lean into the word of God. And from that, it would be the source of our encouragement, source of our hope, and would spur us on. Amen. Good word. Jace? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm just encouraged. If I can just relay my encouragement, this whole thing is, is we all know it's, it may not be the best case scenario, but but God is still working. Like that's kind of what I keep hearing. Like, um, you know, because we're going, everything's online or whatnot. Uh, I'm getting people, um, telling me that they're watching from other locations in the world, telling me that they're, they're encouraged that God is meeting them. Uh, and it wouldn't have happened if this wasn't like this. And it's not to say that, you know, one's better or worse, but I just want to point people to the fact that God is still doing incredible things, um, um, bringing his word to people, bringing his life to people, um, coming alongside the brokenhearted through this. And we can continue to depend on this good God that way. Um, just hearing really, really neat, uh, you know, one of my, um, one of my youth from like, I don't know, 15, 18 years ago, uh, you know, sent me a little message saying she tuned into the online service and was super encouraged. And And these are people that I haven't heard from in ages, but to know that God's still uh, plugging away in people's lives and still encouraging. And, and like I said, who knows? I mean, how God can use what he's using, how he's using, how he's using us. These phone calls that we're calling each other as, as a church, uh, we're calling people that maybe we don't really know or ha- aren't comfortable uh, chatting with normally, but because it's, it's adding new opportunities. So um, know that God wants to use you probably more than we really realize. We know that God wants to use you with your neighbors, with you know, talking over the fence and sharing your faith, um, sharing your confidence in a God who loves us. Um, these, these are neat times to see God working, um, through us. So keep it on. Yeah. Keep going church. It's good. Yeah. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jordan. It's been fun. I hope uh, people found this fun, but thanks for joining us for the very first episode of our SDBC podcast. And I hope you guys will continue. I hope everyone in our church will continue to find hope in Christ. Like you guys said, that is our ultimate solid problem. I'm not coming back on the show till I get my hat. Yeah, <laughs> That would be your payment. I've never seen Jordan wear a hat. Do you even wear hats? On a rare occasion. Oh, I rare think he does toques. Toques. <laughs> there like you go. Thank you, guys. Uh, we'll be back. Well, who knows with um, what kind of guests, but we're going to try to have some different kind of guests. We have a few ideas, but um, stay tuned, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy this. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening. We hope today's episode was inspiring and encouraging for you. May God bless you as you go about your day.